Getting ready for the weekend? Get your Friday quick fix now with Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney on the Growing Up Rock podcast. The party starts now! Because it's, it's Friday! Friday! This weekend off. So, welcome to your Friday quick fix. Today's episode, we are going to do a little concert review. So, I had the opportunity to attend one of the three sold out Marvelous Three shows here in Atlanta in October. So, if you're not familiar with the band Marvelous Three, I'll give you a brief little history. The band was a local band from here in Atlanta that featured Butch Walker on vocals and guitar, Jace Fincher on bass and vocals, and Doug Mitchell, a.k.a. Slug, on drums. All three members were in South Gang at one point. If you're familiar with the podcast, you know that we've talked about South Gang before several times in several different episodes. The band had three records on Electra from 97 to 2001. The records were Math and Other Problems, Hey Album, and Ready, Sex, Go. Hey Album was probably their biggest record to date. Their biggest hit off of that record was a song called Freak of the Week, which reached number five on the Billboard Modern Rock charts at the time. The band recently released the album Four right before playing the three sold-out shows in Atlanta. If you're familiar with the name Butch Walker, he's had a successful writing and producing career working with bands and artists like Pink, Taylor Swift, Fall Out Boy, and Avril Lavigne, among many others. Uh, He has also had a cult following solo career. He's produced some amazing power pop solo gems. His solo records have some really good material on them, as do the three Marvelous Three records, including the newest one, Four, uh, which I think is a really strong record. It's not something they just threw together for the heck of it. So the band essentially broke up in 2001. They've gotten together a few times. They've remained friends, the three of them. It's just uh, the music business, basically, in general. (laughs) It wasn't something that they were uh, successful with, the Marvelous Three. And it's very regional. They're not a huge band. They sold, I think, a total of 133,000 albums 
the three albums combined by the time they broke up in uh, 2001. But obviously, being a local band from here in Atlanta, they had a pretty large following here. And I'm guessing that it was the same in Chicago for the fact that they also booked two shows there in Chicago for the reunion at the House of Blues. So... It's just something I guess they felt like they needed to do to put closure to the band. I don't know if it's something they'll continue. I mean, they did put out a new record, so maybe they'll give it another try and continue again. If you're not familiar with the band and you're a fan of power pop, Marvelous 3 has written some great power pop tunes, in my opinion. I really like a lot of the stuff. It's just catchy and hooky and it's not heavy or hard rock in any way it's more or less just rock and roll so to speak uh something that you know would have come out of the 90s as it did uh so i would encourage you to go check out a little marvelous three if you get the opportunity you can help out the podcast greatly by leaving us a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. The links are in the show notes, or just drop us a line at our email, growinguprock at gmail.com. All right, so following up on the concert, uh, the concert took place at the Tabernacle here in Atlanta. We call it the Tab. Uh, I went there with my lovely wife, and we had general admission tickets, so standing room only for us. It has three levels, three balcony levels on top of the open floor below, and we were, of course, on the open floor below. Standing is just not our thing. The older we get, it's tougher, but ticket prices are normally cheaper, and as my co-host has pointed out many times, I'm cheap. Well, again, it's more about being frugal, but the ticket prices, including fees, were somewhere in the neighborhood of about a hundred bucks a piece. So they were fairly expensive tickets and really it comes down to demand. The three shows sold out pretty quickly, like super quickly. They were only supposed to do one show and that sold out in like hours. And so they added a second and again, the second sold out in a few more hours. So they added a third. So we ended up getting tickets. We bought one ticket for Saturday, which was the middle of the three shows. And then later on like much later on uh, because you couldn't get any more tickets at first but later on they released some more tickets we ended up getting the second ticket so we had two general admission tickets that got us into the thing and to be honest i wish i would have waited till a few days before the show because there were people trying to resell their tickets on um, StubHub or whatever the Live Nation Ticketmaster thing is. It wasn't cheap, but it would have been cheaper. It would have been like 20 bucks cheaper, I think, if uh, I'd have just waited a few days because I think you could get tickets, general admission tickets for somewhere in the neighborhood of 60 bucks plus fees. So uh, I could have saved a little money by doing that. Also, it came with parking, the $100 ticket, the initial $100 ticket that we bought came with parking, which was in Atlanta. I mean, that's basically $25, $30 worth, so uh, that was worth it to us. The opening act was a DJ who uh, basically played 90s music, so 
you know, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, that kind of thing, whatever was happening in the 90s and not just all rock. He played some rap and, and different stuff like that. The crowd seemed to be into it. So it was fine. I mean, it was a good time. And it was only about 20 or 30 minutes, to be honest. He didn't, he wasn't up there that long. And then they had a quick set change, which was super quick. It was like maybe 15 minutes or so before the band came on and uh, hit the stage. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Like what you're hearing? Share this episode out. Post it to your favorite social network and let people know you're listening to the Growing Up Rock podcast. It will help us grow and we greatly appreciate it. So let's get to the set list. The set list is pretty much what you would expect if you were a Marvelous 3 fan with the majority of songs coming off their most successful uh, record, Hey Album. But they pretty much covered all their records, all four, including the latest release, Four. I think they played one or two songs off of that. So here's the set list. They opened with Your So Yesterday, Little Head, Grant Park, Write It On Your Hand, Beautiful, Every Monday, Vampires in Love, in which they had a special guest who's uh, the producer of this record, came out and played keyboards with them, Miss Jackson, Indie Queen, Let Me Go, and then they did a cover of Under Pressure with, and I have no idea, it's basically a clown came out (laughs) and sang Under Pressure, and apparently this clown is puddles pity party i'm not familiar with it It, apparently it's an atlanta thing maybe it's regional maybe it's something else but i'm i had no clue about it but honestly the guy did a pretty decent job you can go check it out on youtube uh it wasn't bad at all it was interesting to watch puddles the clown sing under pressure but it was decent Then they had uh, James Walker, who is Butch's son, come out and perform with his band. They did a song called SpongeBob Made Me Stupid. 
his son's band is sort of i mean they aren't sort of they're basically a punk band and his son is pretty young uh, it wasn't my thing. I mean, hats off to him for letting his son perform in front of, you know, 3,000 people. Good for him. But it just wasn't my thing. I wasn't into it. Then they went back into the set and did Over Your Head, Cold as Hell, My Old School Metal Heart, which is from the newest album, Four. And before they played this tune, they did like the intro to tainted angel by south gang which he's like nobody's gonna know this i obviously knew it i mean i i dug south gang when they were out i i find it interesting that he really doesn't i mean he references them but he really doesn't talk almost like they never existed i don't know whether he's embarrassed by it or what i would be curious to know his mindset on it because i felt like south gang actually had uh, some decent songs along with some success. I mean, they had an MTV video that did pretty well. Uh, so I, I'm not sure about that whole thing. Uh, but anyway, they picked it up with If We're On Fire, Let It Burn, which is also from Four. So they did kind of a twofer off the new album. Then they went back to Ready, Sex, Go and did Sugar Buzz then Radio Tokyo, and then uh, finished it off with Cigarette Lighter Love Song. And then they came back out, did an encore, of course, of Freak of the Week, their biggest song. And then they also did a cover of Always Something There to Remind Me. It's a Burt Burt Bacharach written song, but Somebody had a hit with that in the 80s. Always there's always something there to remind me, and I can't remember who that is at this point in time. I'm sure somebody will chime in and let me know. So my closing thoughts as a whole for this concert was that it was it came off well. I mean, they did a great job. They looked good. They played well. Uh, the show was really nice. They had three huge video screens in back. They even had pyro and a decent light show. I mean, it was a it was a decent 
night a decent concert and i'm sure the feedback from the people that went to other shows be the same at least it looked like it's been pretty positive response so will the marvelous three continue will they play other shows will they make this a yearly thing where they get back and play you know two or three shows in atlanta and a couple of shows in other places i don't know i think the majority of the band lives in nashville now i know butch walker lives in nashville and he's the main guy but overall i would encourage people to go out and check a little marvelous three and butch walker uh material out on their own because if you're a power pop fan there's no reason to hate on this band find the songs you like and make playlists for for those songs but that's my uh my thoughts as a whole it was a successful concert it was a good three night stand and i'm sure the two nights in chicago came off great as well uh and that's it yeah that's your friday quick fix in the books until next week see ya thanks for listening you got your fix now let's shuffle rattle and roll into the weekend Growing Up Rock is a proud member of the Pantheon Network. Pantheon is the place for music lovers. Check us out along with many other great music podcasts on the Pantheon Podcast Network. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. 
Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.